Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Record. English language is funny because record and record are spelled the same. So many words are spelled the same, but you say them different. What about report and rapport are spelled the same? No, they are not. Yeah, they are. Rapport is R-A-P-P-O-R-T. God damn it. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I've been spending it. I was spelling it like report. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Rapport. Rapport. Yep. Yep. There's an A. Well, yes, <laughs> I guess the English language does make sense. I don't know. It doesn't. Well, like read and read. Yeah. I, I sometimes wonder when people are learning English, like, how are they supposed to know which, how to say the word? I was actually laughing. So in Costa Rica, um, there was, everybody speak, the staff there who makes the food speak Spanish and there was a soup and then there was like rice soup and then there was bean soup and they spelled it B-E-E-N, <laughs> which is Ben. It's cute. But, but B-E-E-N, it doesn't make sense. Why would you not pronounce it bean? Yep. Like now I'm trying to think of all the times I've used report. Luckily, I don't use that word that much, but people must have thought it was just a typo. Nope, that was really how I was spelling it. <laughs> well, I remember the word subtle. I've heard it a million times, but I would read the word subtle, S-U-B-T-L-E. And I thought that was a completely different word than, I didn't know that that was the, the same word. I guess in my head, when I read it, I would say like subtle, but I would never actually say the word out loud. So there's a lot of weird language. I don't know why I just said, I think, cause I clicked record and I was thinking <laughs> anyway, well, today I wanted to do a quick, uh, quickie episode. I just got back from about three weeks of traveling and I know you were also traveling, uh, with Jeff for about 10 days this month and I'm leaving for Australia this week. And, um, was actually just thinking about this because, uh, and I wanted your take on this as well is how to travel well with someone else mm. and, traveling with someone is, it's a lot. Like it's basically living with them for however the long, the time is that you're living with them, that you're traveling with them because you're staying, you're staying in the same hotel, if not, if not the same room. And you and I did a lot of traveling together because we were going to events. We were going to, you know, conferences and things like that over three years. And you and I, I think we just took it for granted that we both could travel like very similarly. And I wanted to ask you, like, are there things that Jeff does when you guys are traveling that drives you nuts or, you know, and it's really just made me grateful for not only you, but also for Keith, because we travel really well together too. But like, how can you be a good travel partner? And what happens if you're traveling with someone? Like, what are some of the red flags that you got to look out for? Uh, Traveling together is really, it's intimate. It's a big deal. And it's something that is actually, whenever I've been dating someone, it has to be a match because otherwise it's just, it's not going to work because I travel so much. I remember, um, cause I had a goal to see 30 countries before I was 30 and I did a lot of travel. And I remember when I met my husband, we went on our first trip. I think we went to not Jamaica, the Bahamas. And that was, um, early on, we went to the Bahamas right before Christmas. And I was like, Oh good. We traveled well together. This can work out. So it's a big deal. It is like, uh, a value system, just as much as like, you want someone to have the same, uh, 
financial goals as you, or think about money similarly, or food and exercise, traveling is a thing. Um, Jeff and I travel really well together. And I think, and, and we have as well. And I think one of the big pieces of what helps someone travel well together is having the similar or same expectations of what the trip is going to look like. Some people want to have an itinerary. They want to know what's happening at every turn and other people a little more go with the flow. And I'm a lot more go with the flow. I think one of the reasons I am is because when you travel, you really cannot control everything. Expect, yeah, you can't expect everything to go as you plan. So I think you almost, if you travel enough, you almost have to know that it's got to be go with the flow because there can be delays. You can end up missing a flight. Things get canceled. You go to a hotel, they lost your reservation. You have to make other plans. Like there's so many things that can go wrong with traveling that you honestly, you just can't be uptight or you're not going to be fun. So I think a big, big piece of being a good travel partner is being uh, easygoing or at least adaptable. I don't know if you have to be easygoing because I don't necessarily think I'm always easygoing, but you have to be able to adapt. Yeah, no, it's so funny because I love that. And I agree with you. I've definitely had experiences where I was with someone on a trip and they had like a whole itinerary starting at 8 a.m. And I was like, yo, I'm trying to relax on this vacation. So you, I might have to meet up with you later. Like I'll take an Uber to where you're at. Feel free to do your own thing. So you have to also be okay saying, hey, if you want to do something totally cool, we don't need to do every single thing together. I was thinking about this because um, we were traveling this past week for Thanksgiving. And as expected, the airports were completely bananas. And um I, the way, and I'm, I know you're the same way. Both of us have pre-check. Both of us have clear memberships. Uh, I have a lounge, I have lounge access with Delta. I have uh, early boarding with Delta. Like, I don't know that I could travel a lot if I didn't have things that made my life easier too, you know? And so I was just saying to Keith, like, thank God we have all of this because, and I wouldn't have that if I wasn't traveling a lot. Like there's no reason to get that stuff. You don't travel a lot, but once you start traveling a lot, it's like, I need priority boarding. I need to get through the security line. I need to be able to have a lounge access so I can make sure I can eat before I get on, get coffee to go, like whatever it is. And this is maybe sounding super elitist to people, but when you travel a lot, that's the biggest difference between a stressful trip and an easy trip is having some of those conveniences. And I wouldn't pay for that stuff. If I didn't travel a lot, but I'm like, oh, if we didn't have this stuff, I could see why people hate traveling. Like I could see why they absolutely hate it because they have the long ass, uh, you know, line to get into security, like standing at a Starbucks line for like 30 minutes, you know, just all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, no wonder people fucking hate traveling. Like I'll get to the early air. I don't mind getting early to the airport so I can just get to the lounge put my laptop on and like do work for a couple hours. That shit is so relaxing to me. So I think you also have to be with someone who has the same value system as you because that stuff takes money too. You know, having all of those things to make travel easier. You know, one of the things that Keith and I sort of, well, you do have to compromise too. And I was, that's the next thing I was going to say is, you know, you might have an idea of how you want the trip to go where you're like, I want to have these like super nice dinners and I want to stay at the Four Seasons. And like, I sometimes fall into that category where I just want to like bouge out and like, have a great experience. And I'm like, I work really hard. This is my reward for working hard on my last launch or whatever. But I always have to consider other people's, you know, how they want to travel. Sometimes people want to travel more on a budget. Some people don't, you know, want to spend a couple hundred bucks to go, you know, do a day trip somewhere. And they just want to like chill. And like, maybe if you haven't, they want to like, Keith is very big on like, want to have an Airbnb because I want to like make healthy meals, healthier meals and save a little bit of cash in Airbnb versus hotels. We have to pay for all of our meals. So you do have to compromise too, if you want to travel with that person, but just have those conversations conversations and be willing to do that. Like Keith and I could never travel if I was like, we need to stay at the four seasons. We need to go to a five-star restaurant all the time. It's like, yeah, you make concessions 
And then he also makes concessions to where like, yeah, like, you know, let's go a little bit, you know, let's like maybe get a little bit nicer Airbnb or like somewhere at like a nicer location. And so you have to make those compromises too, if you really want to travel with someone. Uh, I like the compromises because there's, there's a lot of compromises and I think it comes down to what's the goal of the trip. So, you know, Jeff and I have gone on a lot of different trips and we have some things coming up too, where we're there, we're going to a Christmas party in LA and it's like, we can just fly into LA, go to the party and then come home, or we can make it last a couple of days. And if we're going to make it last a couple of days, then what are we going to do while we're there? So we've been chatting about this and it's interesting. Like, so, like if you want to go, let's say you're you just want to break. You're like, I want to get away. I want to spa. I want to spend like five days. I'm going to bouge it up. Like you said, or are we going because we have like a meeting and then we want to maybe meet a couple friends and then go home, but we don't want it to be stressful. So we're going to stay an extra day. So it's not rushed. So it's like, what's the, what's the agenda for the mm -hmm. trip? We went to Costa Rica and we wanted to actually stay a little bit longer because we had the retreat and then we, Jeff wanted to surf, but we were already going to be gone for 10 days. And we had a lot of things going on with our businesses. And so we decided originally we thought we'll go and then we'll stay five extra days surfing. And I'm like, we're going to be gone for 15, 16 days. It's not going to be relaxing because we're stressed about not working for that long already. So we decided we'll just come back to Costa Rica another time and do the surfing another yeah. time. So it was like, we had to kind of compromise and decide what that wanted, what we wanted that to look like. Do we want to try to, and then we were like, well, do we just stay for two days? And I'm going, look, by the time we drive to the ocean, get there, we're going to have really one day to surf and we got to turn around and come back. And it wasn't worth it for like, it wasn't going to be relaxing when the goal was to be relaxing. It wasn't going to be, let's just come back another time. So it's really like, what's the goal of this trip? Sometimes it's literally for work and you're like, let's just get in and out. I'm actually going to LA on December 3rd, flying in the morning and come back in it, coming back in the afternoon. Cause I'm like, this is, there's no point to go. We're not going to make a whole day of it. Jill's out of town. Like, but sometimes if I'm going to LA for one reason, I find five other things to do while I'm there. And so it's like, let's communicate on what's the goal of this trip. What do we want to get out of it? And then also what can we miss? Like if this happens, that'd be great. But also if it doesn't mm -hmm. work out, we'll be fine too. And we always have kind of a couple of those things where we'll say, Hey, it'd be nice if we could see this person or it'd be nice if we could go to like, when we were in Costa Rica, he wanted to see a coffee um, plantation, or I don't know if that's what they're called, but farm, but we ended up not having time. It didn't work for the, how the shuttle was getting us back the last day. Cool. It'd be nice if we could see it. If we don't, cool. We're going to go back another time. So I think there's also that it's like, when you get so stuck to like what you need to do and see, you can get really want to say, I'm going to New York city. I've never been. And I need to see these five things, these five landmarks, but then make sure you have enough time. Mm -hmm. So add a day at the end, add another day at the beginning or something, because otherwise things come up. You don't know if you'll get sick. Sometimes time zones really suck and you end up way more tired. I think that's why you have to be a little bit more flexible with your plans and itineraries, especially when you're traveling between time zones, you just don't know how you're going to feel. And a lot of times you you're really excited about a new place and all the things you want to do, but you're like, I actually need a day to recover from the travel. So totally. Yeah. Built, like you have to get a whole vacation after the vacation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing I learned from Elizabeth that she's, you know, she kind of mentioned about her hair love retreat when people were packing, she's like, Hey, this is going to be a long trip. Like you're already investing all this money to come for five days. Give yourself another day after to recover, you know, like book another day to stay in a hotel by yourself or something like that. And that's something I've been kind of thinking about more in my travels is instead of booking something and then getting right back to work the next day is asking myself if I have a little more time that I can either book another day to just relax or come back at a later time, instead of getting a 6am flight out to go home, 
maybe I can have a little bit easier time coming back just so it's not so stressed and crazy because I know I'm going to need the recovery. So what does that look like on the back end of trips? And I'm trying to build in a little bit more recovery time on my, on my travel these days. Hey besties, this episode is brought to you by Blissoma Skincare. Y'all, this product, these products I should say, um, are so incredibly delicious for your skin. I received a box of, uh, we got a toner, moisturizer, a cleanser, some eye serums, facial serums. And what I first noticed, which was really interesting, was the product color. So I pumped out some of the serums and the moisturizer in my hands, and it was kind of a greenish brown, earthy color. And for a moment, I was kind of taken aback. And then I realized that most of my skincare products are white. And I started to think about why is that? If I have natural products, why is everything white? And I thought, what kind of chemicals and processes must these other companies be using to make everything the same color? And if it's truly a natural product, it's probably gonna have natural coloring. So I have to say, I love the natural colors. I love the natural scents and smells. It smells really fresh and clean and my skin looks really nice and glowy. And Blasoma is really big on regenerative agriculture and just having beautiful results. They go beyond organic and they don't use any synthetic fertilizers or herbicides in what they grow. And basically you've got seed to bottle kind of process here. So if you want to try the skincare line out, they are hooking you up with a trial skincare set. Each of these trial skincare sets have five products in them at a really affordable price. You can try this out and they're giving you all 30% off. So if you go to Blissoma, B-L-I-S-S-O-M-A, use the Best Life at checkout, you'll get 30% off the trial skincare set. This code expires on December 31st, 2022. So do not wait. Run to blissoma.com. Use the best life for your trial skincare set now. I agree because I think sometimes you never regret having too much time because you can always fill it, right? I think you regret mm-hmm. if you're trying to, to do too much. And, and it's, and I think that it comes down to having kind of an abundance mindset. One of the things that Keith always says, whenever we're, we're somewhere, he'll say, well, you know, we can always come back. He always says that, well, we can always come back. I think it's a mistake to put so much pressure on one trip, right? We're like, this is the only time I can go to Italy. It's a trip of a lifetime. And even just saying that stuff, it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe for some people I'm like, chances are most of the places we say we can always come back. We probably won't ever come back, but it's not like there, it's not like we're actively missing it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like the trip was great. It was what it was. If we ever get that yearning inside to like, I need to go to the coffee plantation, you can always go back. You really can, but oftentimes you don't, you know, but it just, it's more of like an abundance mindset. We can always come back. I think when you're like, when you put a ton of pressure on it, I'm going to New York city. This is the only time I'm ever going to go. I have to see these things then you end up feeling disappointed if you can't or stress the fuck out because you're running all over town and you're anxious and you're behind and you're late to stuff and whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, this wasn't even relaxing. It was supposed to be relaxing. It's not. So I'm glad you mentioned that, like putting some time in there because you can always fill time, right? I think it's hard if you over schedule something, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just an American thing where we feel like we have to like get our money's worth all the time. If we're going to Italy, we got to go to everything. It's like, I don't know. To me, that's the most stressful thing. And for other people, that's what they want to do. They're like, I need to see everything. So I think 
again, coming back to traveling with someone, make sure you have these conversations ahead of time and make sure that if you're a laid back person that you're with someone is laid back, because if you're not, if someone's more high strung and you're laid back, both of you are going to be miserable the entire time. Oh, so true. Another, another piece I think that helps for traveling well is if you know yourself to be a hungry person is bring snacks. Or like you said, (laughs) if you don't have the, if you don't have the lounge or something like being hungry and then standing in lines, I so many times have ended up being late or something and I get to the airport and then I'm hungry. And I thought I gave myself enough time to get a meal and I didn't. And then I'm on a four or five hour flight. And by the time I land, I'm super starving is usually now the night before I'll just have some, I'll go buy some handful of snacks and have them in my bag. So at least if I run out of time to get to the lounge or I run out of time to stand in line to get food that I got something, you know, cause not every flight has snacks and not all the snacks are great and whatever. So I think having mm-hmm. some, a couple of snacks in your pocket or in your bag is always helpful <laughs> because you well, never and also, know. I was going to say ways. like, that's what's hard. And that's what was really easy about uh, traveling with you is yeah. you and I have kind of the same eating habits. Like neither one of us are overly like like, uh, consumed with having to eat by a certain time or whatever. Yeah. And also neither one of us really get, like, we get hungry, but we don't get like hangry, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's probably one of the hardest things with Keith sometimes is I we're going along and all of a sudden I'll look at him and I'm like, and he's like, his jaw is tight. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like, oh, you're hungry. And it completely shifts the energy, yeah. you know? So I think I take for granted, like you and I was like, oh yeah, do you want to eat? Yeah, we'll eat like the next hour or two. Like it's very casual, you yeah. know? So being with someone who like needs to eat more than you and a lot needs a lot more plans around food can sometimes be a little, if you're not that way, neither one's better or worse, but you know, that yeah. can be a little bit disorienting because I'm like, fuck, I feel like responsible for making making sure you have five square meals a day, <laughs> like, you know? I know. Or, you know, so I'll just tell them like, hey, I'm not going to be responsible. If you're hungry, go find something, you know? Cause I'm not going to probably want to eat as often as you. So just know yourself. So I don't feel like I'm responsible for making sure there's food around and he's oh, fine yeah. with that, obviously. I know, you know, Jeff, actually, he gets a lot of FOMO around like having the best meal or something. Like, you know how we used to land and we'd be instantly on bubble, like swiping before he's like on Yelp. As soon as we land looking for the, <laughs> looking for the best place to eat, I'm like, okay, figure out where you want to go because because you could care less. You're like, yeah. whatever, it's food. It's fine. Yeah. So I'm like, figure out where you want to go, what restaurant <laughs> we're eating at, because he's like reading all the reviews. I'm like, oh, just, let's just find a place that's close. Like, I'm just like, right. You're like no I'll, line, yeah, close, spin cheap. around in a circle, point my finger and let's go. <laughs> like, let's just eat there. I don't care. Let's just go to fucking Applebee's. I don't know. Like yeah. it's yeah. Make it easy. But yeah, I mean, those are things you need to know if you're traveling with someone is who's, who's going to be responsible for the meal plans. Then if somebody is, if it's more important to them, then make sure that they figured it out. Or maybe they know ahead of time, a couple places they can eat or when places close, I've definitely tried to show up to a place to get food and it's closed. And then you're like frustrated and then you're more hangry. So, you know, food is a thing that can make traveling easier and you can travel well. And especially when you're with traveling with a person, uh, another person, like have snacks just in case they get hangry or in case you do, <laughs> you know, like just have those on, on hand. And, and I like- know myself, I like, I, I do like making sure I don't like being inconvenienced. That's a big thing for me is mm-hmm. I do not like being inconvenienced. So I'm very decisive when it comes to travel. I'm like, we're going these days. Here's the place I want to stay. Here's the car. Like I'm happy to do most of the legwork in that regard, because I don't want to wait for other people. Like yeah if I kept being like, Hey, Keith, let's look at the Airbnbs tonight. It would never fucking get done. So what I do is I just go and like 
get what I think we're going to want. And then I shoot him. I'm like, Hey, how's like, I already, I already got it, but let me know if you don't want to stay at this place. And he's always like, yeah, it's fine. So also know who maybe is a little bit more type A. And the reason why, when I say this is a convenience issue is because I know for me, if we wait on flights, they're going to be more expensive. There's going to be less availability. I know if we wait on Airbnbs, there's going to be shitty ones left. And I don't like that. So I will take it upon myself to do most of the planning way more in advance than most, most people in my life. But I'm not like, uh, but I don't need them to be on it. As long as I'm on it and they're fine with me taking the lead on that, then cool. You know, so maybe have that discussion too. Who's a little bit more of the like type A, who wants to make sure that like things are are good to go. Keith just waits to the last second. He doesn't think about it or he just like needs to think about stuff more where I was, why I'm like way more decisive. So I'm just like, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to be resentful about it. I'm not going to wait on him to make a decision. I'll just do it. And it's fine. And it ends up being fine. So yeah. I love that. There's, there's always one person that's kind of got more of the plants. It, the worst you're thing always is like that. You text me and you're yeah. like, I'm sure you already booked your flight. So what, <laughs> what times are you getting in? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, which flights I'm booking like th- two weeks before I, you know what? And I feel like that's pretty decent. Jeff does like the day before I'm like, dude, why, how do you find anything? <laughs> so, it's expensive. so expensive. Yes. <laughs> I'm like two to three weeks, two to four weeks is usually my window that the flight prices don't change, but under that, then you're fucked. So, yep. I'm like, he's, he's actually leaving town tomorrow and he just booked the flight like two days ago. Like, <laughs> Babe, why are you doing that? Oh, so funny. Um, another thing that has made traveling easier for me, and this is a personal thing, not about traveling with people is I finally, this is my, my new thing I did. I think I started last year. I have a travel outfit and I wear the same thing every time because I had this big stress always, always about what I'm going to wear on the plane and what I'm going to wear that first day. Cause it's like, especially if you're going from one, um, climate to another climate. It's like, okay, do I dress? Like I'm going to Cabo, but I'm in the snow right now. Do I dress for the snow or do I dress for mm-hmm. Cabo? So yeah. I found this outfit and I got it on Amazon. It's literally just a jumpsuit. It's a tank top jumpsuit. It's long pants, but it's still loose and still kind of um, comfy. It could, yeah. It's comfy, but it's also like, it could be warm and it could be, it could, I could be wearing it in warm weather or I can wear it in cold weather. And I, the reason I picked it is because I can like layer it. So it won't be, it won't be fantastic if I went to Cabo and I wear it like all day, but it's still loose and like kind of nice, but I throw a jean jacket on it and I put on some boots if I'm cold and then suddenly I can wear it for winter. So it has been game changer for me for traveling because I know exactly what I'm wearing on the plane in the first day. And I wear that on the fl- flight there and I wear it on the flight back. And that has made the biggest difference in I don't know why, but the headspace of trying to figure out what to wear, it's already hard enough for me to figure out what to wear on my trip. Cause I can't, I have a friend who makes fun of me of this. I go, I don't know what I'm going to feel like in three days or what I'm going to want to wear when I'm there. And she's like, this, this girl's so funny. She's like, Danny, it's not about what you feel. You just pick what you're going to wear and you wear it. Like I <laughs> made a decision. I I'm, I, I made a decision. I'm wearing this dress and I'm going to wear the dress. I don't care if I feel like it. I'm like, no, what if I don't feel like wearing a dress that day? What if I get there and decide I feel like wearing pants or I, I want to see what everyone else is wearing? And she's like, no, you just <laughs> decide what you want and you do it. And I'm not that way. So it is very hard for me to pack because I have to think ahead of what the weather might be like and what I might feel like. So the one thing that's taken off my brain is what I'm wearing on the flight. And that has been a huge, huge game changer for me. Colors, shoes, whatever shoes go with it, colors go with it. I just have the jacket and then I pick out the shoes and I'm good to go. So that is that. that is you guys so DM good. Danny for the link. Yes. To the yes. jumpsuit. I'm sure we will get plenty of them. Yeah. I need to get another one because the pocket just got a hole in it. I guess I could fix mm. the pocket, but I'll probably just buy a whole new jumpsuit. <laughs> 
Yep. From Amazon. Get the link from Danny. Yep. DM. <laughs> um, I think this is a great conversation. I, I'm surprised we have never done this one before. I think we've done some on travel, but I think this is, uh, I think we've some, done some on travel and like how to travel well, but how to travel with someone else. Got to have some conversations. And also if it's not a fit, it's not a fit, right? It's like you go on one trip with someone and you're like, yep, nope, not doing that again, right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So it's like, yeah. And I've had that experience too, where I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. With not, not Nothing bad about them, but they want to travel how they want to travel. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's way too fucking much. So it's like, cool. What are our priorities? What's the vibe going to be? Are we go with the flow? And I will say, like you mentioned earlier, I think the more you travel, the more you tend to just be a little more laid back because you know that things don't go to plan all the time. And you have to because it's a choice about like do I want to be miserable and just like so anxious the entire time or I'm just going to be like this is out of my control they lost my bag I wish they didn't but yeah. it just is what it is <laughs> speaking of bags I was thinking about this I told <laughs> I told Keith the story you and I went to Australia in oh 2017 <laughs> and we were staying in Airbnb so we get to Sydney we get our bags at, at uh, baggage and then we go back to our we check into our place and then it was like later that day you open up your bag and you go this isn't my bag. <laughs> I opened it up. There was a sweater. I'm like, I did not pack a sweater. Right. It was like summertime. You would have, you took someone's fucking bag, which is hilarious. I took someone else's bag. I had got brand new suitcases. So I didn't really like recognize. And it was a, it was a like rose gold suitcase. And I remember when I grabbed her, her bag, the other person's bag, I thought, I don't remember my bag looking quite like this. It was a little bit banged up and mine was brand new. I just bought this brand new bag. And I was like, dang, they banged it up already. I was like, okay, whatever. Idiot. I get, we get all the way to the Airbnb. We're like 30 minutes from the airport and I have someone else's bag who that bag, I think was supposed to go to Brisbane or something. And I felt so terrible. So they didn't have their bag. Mine was fine. I get to the airport. It was right there. But yeah, I took someone else's bag. That's why they say, check your tag to make sure it's yours because bags look alike. And I'd heard that over the intercom many times. And now I double check that it is for sure my bag. I know. I never know someone. I thought they always said that. And I was like, who actually does that? And then like you did. And then, you know, that's something um, is now again with traveling well is I have a tag, like a very specific tag that's mine. So there's like a little donut on there. And I'm like, yes, is the donut on there? Okay, that's mine. (laughs) So make something memorable. If you have like a black bag and it wasn't black, it was rose gold. So I thought it'd be easy, but a special tag, a special something that's like very specifically yours. So you don't be an idiot and steal someone else's bag like I did. (laughs) And I can't remember what happened. The person whose bag, who they didn't end up taking your bag from the airport, right? They realized no. that it wasn't theirs. Yeah. So they just, they probably they just, were like, mine's fucked. Right, they pro- like, mine's I, w- I wonder if they realized, they probably did realize that mine was there and that I took theirs, but I don't know. Hopefully they, they got to Brisbane. Yeah. They left yeah. my bag. So I got mine and hopefully they got theirs the next day. <laughs> Oh, this is a good one. Um, well, hopefully this is helpful for you guys and uh, would love to hear any uh, bad travel stories. I think that could be fun. Go ahead and share into our, if you're not part of our closed Facebook group, go to thebestlifepodcast.com. Click on the link on our website to uh, check out our Facebook group, join there. And would love to know if you guys had any horror stories, anything you definitely will not do now as a result of having a really bad travel experience with someone. Um it's really personal how weird it is, right? Like it's so personal. And you also just assume everyone's going to travel like you. And then when they don't, you're like, whoa, yeah, no, can't do this. It's so stressful. (laughs) It's a good one. 
Yep. Well, let us know. You guys always love hearing from you, of course. And uh, lastly, if you guys have any things that you want us to riff on, we haven't asked for ideas in a while. So if you're listening to this and you have something else that you would love for us to chat about or something comes to mind, go ahead and send us a DM on the Best Life Podcast on Instagram. Let us know if you want us to riff on something and we will do it. That's all we got for you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye guys. Next episode.